Schedule for what fall? Introducing to my left, hailing from Los Angeles, California. This is Stan, the guy that owns way too many toys, O'Leary. And in this corner to my right, hailing from T1 of California, he is the guy that is stalking Dolph Ziggler every night through his window. This is. Ramses Rivera. Random wrestling thought of the day. You know how we can. You know how we can make be a star more successful. We get all the bullies, we round them up, and we make them fight right back. <laughs> I think they've been doing that all this time. I thought all those guys, generic as hell, in generic tights, straight out of high school, were the bullies. From the high school. Good point. Yeah, I, all this time I thought, you know, these guys were on principal's list, and the principal decided, hmm, WWE is in town. Tell you what, instead of being suspended for two months, you two are going to do a little something, something called getting inside the ring. Yes, you get to wrestle a WWE superstar. Oh boy, do we get to wrestle John Cena or Miss? Uh yeah sure <laughs> yeah right yeah like that, that you guys are gonna like, yeah someone you gotta fight him <laughs> yeah really ha <laughs> ha cross fingers and shit all right so that said welcome everyone to count out the wrestling podcast stand here on the flip side is Ramsey's what is up everyone and. Look, we really want to start this on a high note, but something happened last week that just scared the fuck out of us to no end. Mm-hmm. The week before, even, actually. Yeah. I think it was week before, wasn't it? Because I remember it happened it before Kamikaze. It was, was last, last week? When you came back from Kamikaze, this happened, like, the week of... I mean, the weekend, the, the week afterwards. No, yeah, because, okay, because I remember discussing it with Mike from Nerd Reactor. Like, I talked to him about this incident, and just like we did, like, he was scared shitless, too. Yeah. So, I remember that much. If we don't know what yeah, we're talking so about. Yeah, so it probably happened before. Okay, so it happened before, okay. Yeah, so it happened before. Alright. Yeah, so in case you don't know what we're talking about, go on. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, Jerry the King Lawler suffered a heart attack on on screen. Like it wasn't planned or anything like that during the during the Tyus O'Neill and Darren Young Young versus who were they fighting? Were they fighting Kane and the, uh, and Bang O'Brien? I 
think so, yeah. Yeah, so and CM Punk match, too, I think. And like quite literally, you you just hear like, and then they're they're just silence. And it was like the it was like a very very scary situation because you you just it happened it happens it happened just in that instance and you know heart attacks are i mean you they're not they're not um that you don't come back from the same way afterwards and you know the like at those moments the worst the worst possible scenarios started popping up and it just that that that's what ended up happening and that's why it was like very scary for me cuz it was like Oh man, like oh god, please don't tell me this is gonna like th- don't tell me this is gonna be the night where we're gonna be hearing those those words from from um from Michael Cole saying that he that he's passed away. But you know it's good that um the good news is that EMTs were there on hand and they did resuscitate him and they did take him to a hospital afterwards. Yeah, and then you notice how Rams is shaking because it. Is scary. Like to this, I'm glad he's okay. He's okay for now. Okay, but man, that was such a scary situation. And believe me, like the first thing that went through my head was, "Holy shit, though! Do not tell me that this is happening." And it just—it took me back to when uh, I'm I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Mitsuhara, oh man, God, <laughs> yeah, Misawa? the Japanese pro wrestler that Misawa, Misawa, thank you, Misawa, Misawa, yeah, thank you, yeah. Remember, he had a heart attack in the ring. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, do not let that happen again. No, no, not this time. No, you know. And there were panic all over the backstage from the reports I've been reading that. You know, Randy Orton was just hysterical. Like everyone was hysterical, and I did, just, I think the person that got hit the most, and not surprising at all, is Michael Cole. Hey, I gotta commend Michael Cole that the minute that this announcement happened, that the minute that this happened, he handled it so professionally. He dropped like the 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 character he's been trying to do this like this heel character he's been doing and he was actually being very serious and he stepped it up a lot during uh, afterwards so it's good that they, they know their place and they know like yeah. when to stop something like that like sometimes there's the old adage of the show most must go on here he st- he realized that he has to step away from doing something and actually be a little bit more serious serious in light of the circumstances Right, and there was a report also that Michael Cole was told by Vince McMahon what to say, and I want to assume that it's not because, you know, Vince McMahon wanted him to say this and that, but because Michael Cole was shaking so hard that Vince McMahon told him, okay, listen, first of all, calm down, second of all, if you really cannot think of what to say, this is what you have to say, and not just Michael Cole, and Granted, Michael Cole deserves a lot of credit, and oh man, I feel bad for bashing him all those years now, but uh, I think it's a lot more than that. I think you have to commend the entire WWE 
backstage team, including the EMT, a lot of credit because this could have been gone wrong in so many different ways. And yet, here we are. We have, you know, the Jerry King Lawler safe and sound. Yeah. And the good news is, it's like, you know, he's, like, for a man his age, he's really healthy. But, the, the, like, the bad news is, since, like, heart disease is kind of hereditary... His father did have did pass away from a heart disease, so it's like it's one of those things where it's, like, it's a hereditary problem. Like there's no way to avoid it at this point. So the good news is like the man is yeah, healthy. I, you know, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good news is the man is healthy, but the bad news is that who knows if it's gonna happen again if he steps into the ring. So they're do- the good news was like they like they gave them these these last few shows off and like the people that they chose to take over were actually pretty good and they actually got JBL to and um and, and JR to take over for Jim Ross yeah yeah JR they took over for Jerry the King Long yeah Jim Ross yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm which is good I mean how can you go wrong with good old JR right yeah of course. No, that I, I I really love yeah. JBL and Michael Cole's bantering between each other when they were like the commentary team. I love I I love that team. Mm-hmm. So it was like it was good to see them again like that. Yeah, man. So yeah, I mean, what more can we say? Like I was I was scared really. Like I have to reiterate this, but I was scared shitless. Like, I was just like, holy crap, do I have to write a eulogy for King for plastic, uh, count out the podcasting? You know, it just, it dawned on me, you know, it's just like, oh man, like, it was bad enough with Randy Savage. Now we have to do this on, like, Jerry the King Lawler. Man, that would have been a bit heavy, you know? Yeah, and the thing was, like, I. I I watched everything first, like firsthand from um, Twitter, and I was just like, "Do I do I talk about this or do I wait until something happens?" And the good news is that, that throughout the night that his his health started getting a lot better. But it was one of the things where at, the, at that moment I was like, "Oh man, I don't think this is kind of the kind of news that we want to be talking about at all." Yeah. Yeah, and then you also told me through the messaging that he, this could have gone wrong either way because even though he's recuperating, things could go wrong. You told me about that, actually. Yeah, and it was like I wasn't sure if it was, he had a stroke or a heart attack at the time. So the good news is like he didn't have a, he didn't have a stroke. If it was a stroke, we would be talking about we would be having a very 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 different conversation altogether. The good news it was a heart attack. So it mm-hmm. didn't like attack it. So I I know either or I know both of those things are bad to have, but it's better to have a heart attack than a stroke at this point. Yeah. So between you and me, like, what do you think? Like, they're personally, I don't think they should let him wrestle ever. Like, this is like the moment that he hangs his boots permanently. Mm-hmm. I agree, I I agree totally. And like I remember, yeah, the day after, not the day afterwards, but the week afterwards, they had this, they had they had um, CNN, they had this. I think it was on the situation. I think it was on the Situation Room, 
but they had Ric Flair on, of all people. And Ric Flair said, said literally, he, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he basically just said that Jerry, Jerry Lawler should just get back in the ring as soon as he can. I'm like, no, no, for God's sakes, no, damn it. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god, you actually said that? You really did say that. I, you know, okay, look, I think that on the way to CNN studio, Ric Flair hit his head so far, so fast, so hard that he thinks he's back to being in the 70s. Like, that's the, that's the only explanation I could think of. Like, he still thinks he's, like, in his 30s, and he's still the NWA heavyweight champion or something. He still thinks he's, he has all that money still, but nope. And, and, no, all that hair, too. <laughs> Remember the puppy, puppy poodle hair? On, hey, you don't diss the puppy poodle hair, man. That, that, is the, that is the most rocking look ever. I'm not! I, I'm not. I'm just saying that he probably thinks he still has it, you know? ALA 2013, I'm going to rock that look. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Maybe, if, you're, if we play our cards right. Okay, I'm going to hold on to your words, okay? okay. I'm going to hold on to that. I better see the... Yeah, damn right. This is being recorded. This is going to be online. You, me as a witness... I will see you in the hair ALA 13. Oh, God damn it. Anyways. Don't back out of this, homie. Don't back out of this. <laughs> Anyways, getting back, back to the main point. Uh, of all the people that should be saying stuff like that, Ric Flair shouldn't be saying any of this. And, and yeah. here's the thing. He shouldn't be wrestling. And I think like I think it's time for him to just retire. Period. Just like he's made all like he's made all the money he's he's can make already, in um in Memphis. Period. Like he, you can put his name onto anything and it will make gold down there. So it's like you know if if he just lays low and just does that and just you know live out the rest of his life in peace. Hey, good for him. Well, the thing is though, like some people just cannot stay away from the ring one way or the other. That's why they become promoters or in Jerry the King Lawler's case, commentator or sometimes road agents, you know, you just can't get away from the business sometimes. You know, so me personally, I'm okay with him being commentator. At least it'll be easy on his body, you know? Yeah. I will agree. It's just like I don't know too. I feel like maybe it's time for him also to, I don't know, just go somewhere else. Maybe, maybe they should put him on the JR um, schedule and maybe put him on NXT as well. So that way he's not as he's not working as much to stress himself out and get another heart attack. Okay then. Well, let me ask you a question then. Okay, say they that you know they do switch his schedule to NXT like have him put on like JR schedule help have him have him work with JR oh my that would be fucking awesome by the way yeah who's gonna replace him on Monday Night Raw well the the obvious answer would be Josh Matthews but you know if they right, really but he's wanted... working Smackdown as well 
Yeah, so it's like, he, already he's already working those two shows, so it's like, eh, well, he might as well. And he's not, and Josh Matthews is pretty, like, I don't know, he is pretty good, like, when it comes to, when it comes right down to it. It's like, I don't know, it's some, some of the things they feed him sometimes, it's like, uh... But if it was up to me, I would start mm-hmm. looking into guys like Scott Stanford or, Kevin forbid, like, William Regal. I think Regal would be good because Regal would offer the technical aspect of it, you know, and that would make things a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's but he's on his. He would own... actually call a move. Yeah, and that's the, that's a very interesting thing about um oh, Regal. Regal's worked like during his off time. He's been working at he was working at FCW and he was pretty damn good in FCW. Hmm. Or, man, I don't know, like, uh, uh, me personally, like, have JBL back for a bit, but I guess he wouldn't. It was just a one-time deal, so that's a minuscule wish list. I really, it's a tricky situation for me. It's just, like, off the head, immediately, like, bam, off the head. I can't think of anyone. That's how much uh, the King and Cole have been just embedded into my head. I agree. I don't know. It's just like for oh. me, maybe because like I I'm still not used to it, and for me, the King and Cole are just white noise to me. It's like I'd rather have a different team altogether. Period. Yeah, but the thing is, like you can't really think of anyone right now, though. Like immediately. Yeah. So, mm. but we'll see what happens. We like. These last couple, of, these last couple of days yeah. have been proving to be like we're, I, we're gonna start feeling out who's who's gonna be replacing him and such. So, you know, so give it a few, give it a, some time. We'll see what happens. So, yeah. And uh, also before we go, move on, I would also like to say that Plastic Joint wishes Jerry the King Lawler a fast, speedy, and healthy recovery altogether. I agree. Jerry, um, Jerry King Lawler, you are the man. Now, hmm, what the hell am I going to do with this eulogy that I wrote? Um, hold on, hold on. Let me get a pen here. Scratch out King's name. Um, like, we, we are here today to part ways with, uh, okay, instead of King, Alex Riley's career. That works. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. No arguments here. All right. So, no, no, no. All right. So, there's one more thing we need to talk about, and we're not talking about Alex Riley's um, career or his injury, for that matter. We are going to talk about injury, which, of course, is surprise, surprise, John Cena. This was one of those things where I literally I I was out all day when this when this announcement broke, and quite literally I I did not piece everything together until I think the day afterwards. I think I turned to you. I'm like I take a day off, and literally John Cena gets injured. I think I better start taking more days off like that. 
And you also said, wow, this is the first time John Cena ever sold an injury. Period. But then again, too, it's like, I, I, I might be, I might be eating my own words because he might come out, he might come out on Monday, like fresh as a daisy. I'm like, didn't you just get surgery, dude? Oh no, man! That was all just a you know work story. You know, I'm I'm healthy as a fiddle. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, Teen Nation. You know, yeah, hustle, see, royalty, respect, on, and can't, um, hold on. can't do a salute, but uh, I'll just stand right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's gonna he's gonna have like you know, oh I don't know, like you know, one of his fans like, oh, hey dude, uh, help me lift my arm a bit, could you? Uh, there, wait, hold on, more, 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 okay, there, yeah, woo, and it's just running to the ring, <laughs> like, his yeah, arms living. That's, that's, that's the reality, <laughs> it's like, John Cena might do, is known to be doing something like that, so. Yeah, so, he'll probably prove you, he probably heard you say that somehow, like, I don't know how he did. But he probably heard you say it like, you know, oh my god, he sold an injury for once. And he's going to be like, well, I'm going to prove Randy's wrong. Next Monday Night Raw, I'm coming. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, watch, watch, watch. He's going to do salute, right? And he points to the camera and goes like, this one's for you, Rams. <laughs> oh, god damn it. But regardless... Um, yeah, he, like, he's been having nagging injuries for a while, where he's got a couple of chip, like, a couple of bone chips, like, like, loose, and he went to get surgery for it, and he thought that he was gonna be out for, like, a couple of, like, a couple of weeks just before the pay-per-view, but instead, it turns out that he might be leaving for, like, four to six weeks, which was, originally, he projected it to be two to three weeks, So that's the big issue right now where it's just uh, like it's a lot more serious than uh, he thought it was going to be. Oh, uh, poor John Cena couldn't couldn't even sell his diagnosis. Damn it. <laughs> but it's 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 kind of where where he is right now and reason why I bring this up is because well He's doing all these things with uh, he's doing these things with the uh, rise above cancer, and then not only that, right now he's in a really big feud right now with with CM Punk, and right now it's like it's almost like they're derailing two things at once by doing this. Did you say rise above cancer? I am not can I am not kidding you. He's <laughs> doing the anti-cancer thing, and I'm like, wow, what? How the fuck have I been missing this out? <laughs> They're going to put Rise Above everything, aren't they? You know? Yeah. Rise Above hate, Rise Above cancer. I'm not even kidding you. The guy, like, he, he, has, he has new pink... He has, like, new pink gear now. I am not kidding you. Oh, well, that explains why CM Punk's wearing pink, too. Oh, no, they actually gave... Actually, because of this, that's why, if you see Dolph Ziggler's shirt now, he's wearing a black shirt now? Oh. Huh. But regardless, oh, they gave they okay. they gave him this like they gave him this they gave him all the new stuff for this new pink gear for you know rise above breast cancer this and that and blah blah blah, 
And yeah, he's in a really big feud right now with CM Punk, which is... I was starting to really right. dig it. And then this happened, I'm like, what the hell's going to happen now? Well, alright, so... I'm going to guess. Say that CM Punk took John Cena out of the picture for like good months and a half. Mm-hmm. Right? He'll probably boast about it. And then... Um, God damn. Okay, now the question is, who's CM Punk going to face at the Dino's Champion? And do not say Randy Orton. Holy fuck, no. Uh Uh-oh, I don't want him in a title picture just yet. I was going to say Drew McIntyre. (laughs) You would say that. Yes, that's why. Or better yet. (laughs) <laughs> or better yet, hey, while I was gone hibernating, did Dolph Ziggler cash in his um, money in the bank? No. Well, let's see. Alright. Consider Sheamus is infused with Alberto Del Rio because of the <clears throat> bro kick. Oh my god. So he's, 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 in perpetual, and, uh, he's perpetually stuck fighting Alberto Del Rio until the end of time. It's like he's stuck in Groundhog Day. Oh man, like I knew one day I knew that Bro Kick would break the time space continuum. I knew one day it would happen. It I didn't think it was gonna it was gonna happen and it would result in this. Indeed. I thought it would be something in the lineup yeah, I thought it would be something in the lineup like in the middle of the ring, TARDIS just pops out of nowhere, out comes the guy that looks like Matt Smith or uh you know, David Tennant if you prefer. Or, you know, if it was me, it'd be John Pertwee, but that would require... <laughs> oh, wow, that, that'd be, that, that, would, that would require us to actually really travel through time. But that's just me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, oh, man, don't think Randy Orton. So, okay, so let's say CM Punk versus Dolph Ziggler. How hot would it be, would it be you know? And do not put your personal bias on this because I know how much of a Dolph Ziggler... Dolph Ziggler fanboy, you are. The problem is, is that this would require also CM Punk to be a face again. Anything is right now, he's actually being a really or good Dolph heel. Ziggler being a. Or... I don't know. That's why Dolph Ziggler be a bit of a tweener, you know. Yeah, and this is not even biased talking at this point. This is like, like log- logically speaking, it wouldn't work for him. It wouldn't work for any of these guys. Hmm. Alright, then, let me ask you. Then, who, aside from Drew McIntyre, because let's face it, that is just our little wish list. Okay, mm-hmm. realistically, who be up for the next one? Oh, man, that is a, re- that is a really good question, because... There isn't that many top faces, period, that we can put into at the moment because everybody is at a really good spot where they are. I want to say someone like Rey Mysterio or... I want to say someone like Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio right now is in a tag team with with Mystico, Sincara. And right now, like it seems like anybody else that's not doing anything, 
they're putting him into a tag team to, to pretty much go after Kane and, and Daniel Bryan, which is actually being, which I'm so, still surprised to this day that it's still working out the way it, it is right now. Yeah, because you almost the same color, by the way, but I agree with you. I cannot picture Rey Mysterio in that contention. I want to, but realistically, nah, not a chance. So, like, WWE is at a bind here, really. And I think this is what I like to call karma coming to bite them in the ass for not nurturing and building more top uh, faces. Yeah, I'm looking through. I'm just looking at the roster right now, and there is absolutely no one other than Rey Mysterio that I can think of that can take on this um, task. But like I said, right now I think they're more focused on him and Sin Cara paired to, paired off together than they are putting him as a singles competitor. Yeah, because you know they need to bolster the tag team. Yeah, they. They need they need to big time so that's the mo- that's the yeah. most um that's the most pr- problematic thing right now at the moment where who do we put into it so I now I ask you the question who would you want to see in that in that um as the next guy in line <laughs> jokingly I'm just saying this jokingly okay Brett the Hitman Heart but no. <laughs> Oh, good luck with that. I know, that's why. <laughs> I, oh, God, let me let me think about this for a bit. Because, like, I'm with you. Like, I can't think of anyone on the roster immediately. And, like I said, this is um, karma coming to bite them in the ass for not building up, you know, top faces. Because you have... All these rosters, you know, like mid-card and bottom even. And mid-card and the bottom, they have a lot of lot of pro wrestlers that have potential. But I don't know what it is. They just didn't build some of, those, some of these guys up. And in order to... Okay, it's too, too late to build up anyone from the ground up, you know, to build up the feud, you know. It's a little bit too late for that. So, oh man, <laughs> I think I may have one. Um, go on. Since it looks like they want to get rid of the belts quickly off of Daniel Bryan and Kane, would you, how would you feel of a, a Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk feud? Isn't oh I wanna say yes but okay I wanna say yes 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 but here's the thing that would require money in the bank which Dolph Ziggler has mm-hmm. you know they can't just pull Daniel Bryan and say okay you're going to get a title shot because, well, Cena's not here and uh, we can't think of anyone. So, good luck. You can't really do that, especially considering the fact that they're going to be defending their title. Well, by the way, yeah, Daniel Bryan and Kane are tag team champions as of right now, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, they are. Yeah. So, yes, they are. So, it will be extremely tricky. I mean, it's doable. It's doable. But you have to think that they would put some kind of effort into the tag team title match. So, he's going to be drained. And thus, CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan wouldn't be as good. Yeah, so it's like that, that's the only thing I'm. That's the only thing I'm thinking of right now. Because like, judging by what they're currently going with with the storyline with Daniel Bryan and Kane, they might be able to self destruct like a couple weeks before the pay per view, and then like have Daniel Bryan be like, "I'm, I'm still better than CM Punk." This and that, blah blah blah, and they have a match at Hell in a Cell. No, no, no. But it'll be way too, like that requires a lot of build up, like two months worth of build up, which they don't have, and. The thing is, here's another thing. Believe it or not, Daniel Bryan and Kane tag team. A lot of people are liking it. When we get when we get to when we get to SmackDown, holy crap! That's all I gotta say right now. <laughs> yeah, people are loving this, and I'll get to my opinion about that later. But for now, yeah, um, I can't think of anyone. So how they handle this situation? Not as champion. It's anyone's guess, really. Like yeah. for all you know, for all you know, like you know, for all you know, AJ could be like you know, like she's gonna be aiming for that title, and I would be like, well, that's weird, but sure, okay. I can't fucking oh think of anyone oh else. God. Oh God, I have another one. I have the greatest one ever. The greatest oh. one ever. Ten Jack five. Swagger makes his return. <laughs> this would be you know perfect for him. He, like he, they already took him off. They already took him off TV just so we can sell. Like he's not gonna be coming back. He's trying to find himself. You know, he comes back with a beard, or you know, he might, or to just like further fuck with everyone. He comes out bald, and everyone thinks it's Kurt Angle. <laughs> oh my god! Does he have a does he have a medal with him too? I'm pretty sure they can just get one of those fake mails they gave to they gave him so they won't steal him again. <laughs> By the way, that legit happened. They actually oh, did steal. That... They actually did steal Kurt Angle's um, gold medals at one point because he really did have the real gold medals with him at at one point. Right. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> so it's like they can give him one of those fake ones. Less another. <laughs> Lesson of the day, any Olympians out there, never carry your gold medal outside your house. Indeed. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's perfect. you know, okay, like, he hasn't okay. Been on, he hasn't been if anywhere. that happens, go on. I don't see that happening, but if that happens, my God, it would be a hell of a twist, you know? I don't know. I think, I, I think I'll shit a house if that happens. And the entire stadium would be going like, huh, what? It's like that Jacksonville um, Jaguar fan gift. And then like, it just goes like, huh, huh? what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would be like that too. I'd be like, what? <laughs> and you're the one that thought of it too. That's the worst part. <laughs> I think it was all, I was just, You're the yeah, one that thought of this scenario. You look at it. 
I'll just post it on, okay. I'll just post it on WB.com, like, or their Twitter, or their uh, tout even. Like, hey, guys, that Jack Swagger vs. CM Punk thing and United Champion? Yeah, that's my friend Ramsey's fault. He predicted it, he called it, and so if you have any complaints about it, here's his email, here's his Twitter, here's his Facebook, here's his email. Go nuts, guys! I'm out. He's. Oh man, and then I'll have to flee to Mexico. <laughs> hey, twenty minutes away. Indeed. But like I said, right yeah. now it's just so uh, it's, you know everything is so weird right now where they are, and it's just like it's gonna be a very, very, very interesting RAW when we get to RAW on Monday. Yeah. <sighs> Let's just see what happens. Like I'm not holding my breath for anything spectacular, you know. Give me a decent match between Punk and insert blank here and not other champions and I'll be okay with that. For all, all we know is this might be the case where CM Punk might pick some like it, like, you know, lower level guy like, you know, Santino Morella and just like have him just be like a complete dominating squash. And like have like a half-ass like John oh my Cena God, that was in, and he's just like you know we know he's not in one hundred percent so he just like does a, this run in and just makes a save and then they set for the Survivor Series. Oh holy crap, that would suck. Uh, I would probably, I would probably bury my face on that my face. Yeah, bury my face on top of the face on top of the hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's it's how bad it's gonna be. That I would grow another, yes, berm. I would grow another face to bury on my hand. That's how bad it would be if they pick Santino. Holy shit! I think at that point, like, Jumac, where are you? <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we raised about this long enough. So, shall we move on to the show? Yes, sir. Let's let's move on to our weekly reviews of TV. Jim Ross, Michael Cole, and JBL! First thing first, CM Punk's music hits, but hey, it's not CM Punk, it's Paul Heyman! And you know the thing, I, I've expressed this before, I love Paul Heyman, I love the fact that he ex- decided to extend his um, contract and actually start working with CM Punk because that's fucking awesome. I love it. I really love it. It makes me happy seeing this. Yeah, and there's no better person to represent CM Punk than Paul Heyman. This is this is the biggest problem, though. And follow me, follow me with this logic. What? They're trying to set up CM Punk as a heel, but everything he's doing, like having having um having Paul Heyman as his you know as his manager, and saying all these things just to get a heel, just to get like heel heat. 
it's not working in my eyes. Like, I think it's, it's like, I, I think I'm more tempted to cheer him more or have, like, just be more apathetic or, like, uh, okay, you do that. You have the right. I'm not going to complain about it. Well, do you know why? Because you and I, and a lot of the other people for that matter, we grew up watching ECW. So we're more sympathetic with Paul Heyman. When you look at the current WWE crowd, more than half of them don't even know who Paul Heyman is. They just know him as the They're guy gonna see with, um, this... with uh, Brock Lesnar. Not just that. He's gonna, they're going to see this fat, balding guy that is obnoxious and speaks in high-pitched voice. You know, mostly kids are going to see that and just like, oh, he's a bad guy because he's fat and bald. When we see Paul Heyman, we see Paulie Dangerously. We see ACW. We see the whole, the best fucking thing in the 90s. True. Yeah. So it's really about the eye of the beholder thing, really. It's about how we remember Paul Heyman as opposed to how other people see Paul Heyman currently that who've never seen Paul Heyman before, even wasn't even born when ECW was around. So it's that kind of side effect of it, you know? True. Yeah. So Heyman starts talking, and he brings out Chad Patton, who, by the way, I feel really bad for now because a week before this on Monday Night Raw, Chad Patton was mentioned during Sheamus' Uh, deposition skit. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> go on, go on, go on, please. Yeah. Uh, were you going to talk about that skit? Um, let's talk about it. Fuck it. It was a horrible skit. Yeah. Like, for some, I think, what, is this like, Scottish, Alex. Jewish now? What? No, he was kidding about that. He said, oh, you know, oh, no, I was kidding, you know. Oh, my it's God. It's funny. But... Yeah. I don't know. It, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, God, just, oh. Like, like, I don't know. It's like, I like, this is a proof, to, this is proof, that was proof of of that Seamus. He should, like, cut down a little bit of, like, his, his mic work and maybe have, like, a manager or, or some someone to, like, be his voice piece. Maybe? Please? Oh man. Did you, did you just hear that? That was a ambulance. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> no, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Is that it's a bad skit. I'll admit that. Okay? But it did make me chuckle a little bit at the end when Seamus starts singing Habanagula. And let's face it, like, how often do you see a big, burly Irish guy singing Habanagula? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, exactly. So, I don't want to say it's a complete failure, but yeah, it was bad. And I don't necessarily think that Seamus needs a manager. I think Seamus just needs to... Kick ass, you know? Kick arse. Kick arse. Kick arse, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Hold on a sec. Let me just close the door so that we don't have any ambulances going through. So, yeah. Whew. 
So yeah, kick ours indeed, as you say. So he needs manager only when he's heel, really. Yeah, but still, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, that that whole skit could have been handled a lot better. But I don't know. It's just one mm-hmm. of these where it's like you're 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 more suited just kicking ass as a as a face. Second of mm. all, I would I would totally be down for a, a Sheamus um, David Otunga feud, extended feud. Yeah, but the thing is, the problem with that is that I don't see it happening. Not because shit, not because of Sheamus. No, because of Otunga. You know. Yeah. Like, they're not letting Otunga really work things. I don't know why, you know, but something about him just prevents from having a long feud. When you look at him and Brutus Clay, that ended quick, and it could have gone a little bit longer, but it didn't, because I don't know what it is. Like, something about David Otunga just doesn't work. Mm. I I have to agree, because it's like, they... They they have so much potential. The man is like over the years he's really developed himself really well, and it's just I kind of want to see that potential be used in a high, in a in a higher level feud. Okay, I do have an idea. Okay, well I'll talk about that later because um you know because we are gonna get to that part later I guess. But anyways, going back to Paul Heyman, right? Yes. A bit. Paul Heyman. Okay, uh, Paul Heyman. Okay, so Punk retains the title because it was a draw, says Chad Patton. And then John Cena comes out and t- tells Paul Heyman to shut the hell up and and Alberto Del Rio comes out and oh man, Ricardo Rodriguez still looks sad. And then AJ comes out that tonight they're going to have Cena and Sheamus versus Alberto Del Rio and CM Punk. I should preface this by saying that the match at Night of Champions, the reason why they, they declared it a draw was because both men's shoulders were on the were on the ground when they when it happened. Uh yeah, oh shit. Like that's right, Naruto Champion did happen. Oh man. Yep. Okay. Shit. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay, I'll so let, I'll let everything out. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna time loop right now because like shit. <laughs> okay. Where did I mess up? Like oh man, do I do I have to backtrack? Don't worry, because you said something beforehand that actually would would work better. Okay, okay, that works. That's why right, it's like, so don't worry about up. it, I'll handle the editing. It'll make it seem like okay. you didn't say anything at all. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. It's just like, damn, I'm on a time loop, you know? No, no, here, like, we're on a roll, we're on a roll, we're on a roll, we're on a roll, damn it, we're okay. on a roll! Okay, okay, okay. So, going back to that, okay? Uh, Alright. <clears throat> so, it'll be C9 Sheamus versus Alberto Del Rio and CM Punk will be tonight's main event! And this match, of course, will help determine if anyone deserves a rematch and the number one contender spot. 
don't know how it works if, in the context of Alberto Rio and Sheamus, but hey, whatever, it's wrestling. I'm not going to argue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wrestling logic. Re- wrestling. Mm-hmm. All right. So after the commercial, Michael Cole updates the audience on Jerry Lawler, and he said that he will be interviewing him for the Monday Night Raw next week. And you and I both know that is going to be heavy. It can go either way, but I'm hoping that they don't go the way I hope that they don't go. But, oh well. If they go for the whole character route, that's it. I fucking quit. I will, I will, I'll be right there with you. Like, really? Like, I've seen a lot of underhanded shit from WWE. And if this is one of those moments, that's it. I give up. I'm not arguing with you. I'm, like, with you 100% on that one. Yeah. Alright, so, first match of the night, Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara versus Primo and Epico. This was a really good match. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. I'm really digging this Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara tag team. Yeah, honestly, like, oh man, I was just wowed, you know? It's because, like, it never occurred to him to do this in the first place. It really, like, they should have done this, like, when, when Sin Cara first came out. Yeah, why didn't they do it? I wonder. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm, that's right. But it was, re- it was really good. It was a really good match. Really high-flying because, well, it... Remember, he's really grounded more nowadays, but uh, Sin Cara, holy crap, he can still go at it when he's not botching everything. <laughs> yeah. Although... Considering that he botches less now, we can't really poke fun. Oh fuck it, we can still poke fun at him. Yeah, it's because like even though he's going slower, we can still like I think by going slower, it I don't know, it's it's kind of it's kind of hokey when he does things slower. Hmm. At times, yeah. At times, no, not always, but at times. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Rey Mysterio so, and Sin Cara get the win. Mm-hmm. And then the primetime yeah, players, and... millions of dollars, billions of dollars, come out and attack them, and they... Wow, that was a really good promo they cut. Yeah, oh man. Like, I... I love these guys. I, I think we established that, like, so many times already that we love the... Millions of dollars! Millions of dollars! Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, like right now, like if if even if they didn't have Daniel Bryan and Kane feuding, these two, um, those two guys, the the primetime players, holy crap, they're they're successfully carrying the tag team division on their backs. Yeah, and I cannot wait till they become the tag team champions. They will. They're gonna. They're gonna do it soon. Yeah, sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that happened. And after that, of course, we have Eve Torres versus. Uh, what? Go on. Sorry. No, no, you go first. That actually was going to lead us to that next segment. All 
Okay. Eve Torres versus Beth Phoenix. Hmm. Take your time. Yeah, take your time. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, I look at this match and I'm like, something's wrong about this match. I just can't put my finger on it. Like, literally, I'm like, like, let's say Eve is not a bad wrestler, and Beth Phoenix, holy crap, she's amazing, but it's one of those things where it's like, something didn't rub me right about that match. Hmm. I wonder what it is. Like, is it the fact that, like, Eve is a champ, or is it the fact that... No, it's not that, it's not any of that. It's just one of those things where it's like, it was one of those matches where it's just like... I don't know, it's just... They, 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 they could have been a much better match, but I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll. I don't know, but this match happened. Yeah. Yeah. So next we have Brutus Clay versus Heath Slater. Another match that just happened. And then before that, Antonio Cesaro came out for uh, for commentary for this match. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Cesaro on commentary. He's really good. <laughs> I started noticing that. Oh, you notice that it's just okay. Yeah, you know. Yes, he is really good. Because I was about to say that you know I've seen his promos and in, um, in independent scene, and he's good. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a talker. So, for him to be a commentary and do all that, yeah, I mean, I believe it. I believed it. As far as the match goes, well, Bruce Clay literally ate up Heat Slater. It was literally, it's like, huh, that that, that happened? <laughs> I guess you could say that Heat Slater was, well... Fuck it, there's no joke about it. Like, Heath Slater's just being Heath Slater. He got his ass handed. What else is fucking new? Yeah, I, I just don't know at this point. It's one of those things where it's like, well, that was a match. Mm-hmm. All right, so that happened, and then we get to the next segment, which is Ms. TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> was there a point to this? I don't know what the point was because I'm like, I'm 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 trying to remember what happened exactly, and all I remember about this, all I remember about this segment was the Miz just talked and talked and talked for like I think ten minutes, and then only thing, and the only thing Booker T said about everything he was saying was, "I got someone better for you to take on, for take on this um." the show better player and I don't know where he that he summons right back and I'm like what yeah so it's just like wait 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 so now we're gonna have the Miz and the right back feud out of nowhere yeah which 
in some ways, I, I don't mind. But it's one of those things where it's like... Uh, <laughs> I think the, I think the biggest problem is there was no build up. It was just out of fucking nowhere, you know. Yeah, it's like like at least with go on. At least with Jinder Mahal, there was some kind of build up. There was a reason, you know. I guess the, I guess the reason being here is that the Miz, is that right back destroyed the Miz's set and now the Miz wants his set back. I will admit one thing. <sighs> seeing seeing right back throw that that um thing uh, throw that couch around like it was like like me carrying around a bag of potatoes. That was awesome. <laughs> I admit, like, I actually found it amusing that Ryback would, like, it's, uh, the best I could describe is, like, it's like a monster truck event where you see, like, trucker stars coming out and just, like, destroying these cars, you know? Like, <laughs> this is all, like, certain simplistic amusement to it. Yeah, it, and those little things, like I said, him just carrying the couch on it, like, on his arms... And just like flinging it around, like it was like again, like just like if I was just it, just me tossing you around. That's a uh, that's pretty fucking awesome. You mean like when Wes tosses me around? That's more plausible, you know. True. I would be like I'd be winded trying to lift you up in the first like. Wait, 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 wait. And I'm only one fifty player. I know. I'd be like my back. Ow. <laughs> oh man. Uh But yeah, um that was amusing and okay, if this feud goes legit then yeah, I want to see what happens really. Uh, it caught my curiosity at the very least. It caught my curiosity. So, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, but you are correct on one aspect where it's just it has like like it has it makes no sense when we look at it. Yeah. But I mean in terms of like who could like in terms of oh who's involved? I don't mind. But in terms of like booking I'm like okay, fine, let's do this. But it's not going to make any bloody sense, but it's wrestling. <laughs> wrestling logic yeah, doesn't have I to don't... make sense. I want it to make sense, but that'd be asking too much, wouldn't it? Indeed. Yeah. Alright, so next we have Santino versus Dolph Ziggler with and There's one thing I love about about all this is that A Dolph Ziggler was very dominant in this match and B Vicky Guerrero's like Nelson Muntz's like like loud shooting laugh when when, when Santino lost. It's somehow it's somehow really amusing to me. I don't know why. You got insane from listening to Vicky Guerrero laughing too much. Like, you know, it becomes kind of like that Simpsons parody. It's like, ah! Yeah, but I don't know why. It, it, it just, it's just amusing to see her just like this loud, shrewd laugh out of nowhere. Like, oh, it's Vicky and she's making fun of the person. <laughs> amusing. You have gone completely insane. Indeed. Congratulations. Yeah. 
Oh man. So that happened because Dolph Ziggler won. Dolph Ziggler won. Like I said, like like they're, they're trying to establish the fact that Santino's trying to get his groove back, but not against Dolph Ziggler. Come on. At this point, I don't know if he could even get his group back from anyone. Like, well, we get to SmackDown. Oh boy, this is gonna be fun. Indeed. All right, so after the commercial, we, yeah, after the commercial, we have Wade Barrett versus Justin Gabriel. This prompted the entire fucking arena to start chanting Nexus. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm not <laughs> like. No, 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 really, yeah, that, yeah, (laughs) and you would think, out of all the things, like, Nexus would be the last on people's mind, but no, people still remember Nexus. And, you know, that's, that, that's, that should tell you, like, how, how, like, how over they were when this first happened. Yeah. Oh. And no, we're not fucking joking around, really. This really did happen. It and, really was. It's it's the yeah, most surreal thing yeah. to be be witness to. I was just like, what? People still care about it? <laughs> I know. I gave oh, up, man. I gave I up on to, it like um, three weeks afterwards. I had to readjust my TV trying to make sure that I'm, the sound's not broken or anything. But no, they're actually chanting Nexus. Holy and shit! <laughs> and the match wise, it was okay. It was alright. Like I said, like, this is more to make Wade Barrett look like this dominant guy, which is what you need right now, period. Yeah. So. so go on. Of course, the legitimacy goes, and it works because the winner is Wade Barrett. Mm hmm. And you know me and my love for Wade Barrett as well, so it's like, yay. Okay, well, then we have a question for you, Rams. You have to pick one and one and only. Dolph Ziggler or Wade Barrett? Jesus Christ! I knew you were going to do that! Yes, you made me. You're making me choose between my children. Yes, I am. Suck it. Yes, you did. Thing with Wade Barrett, I like I love his character, but with um, Dolph Ziggler, it's the total package. It's his wrestling, his character, and everything. So I'm going with Dolph Ziggler. Okay, fine by me. All right. So after that, we have Kofi Kingston and our truth skit, vignette, gimmick, whatever you. I, I, I don't. You know what? Let's just call it little Jimmy time. Yeah, basically, they're in the back, and then apparently they're there with Jerry Frugal from the Subway Guy, and they're like, by the way, we have sandwiches. And then, awkwardly, they posted the sandwiches. They're like, sandwiches. Five dollar foot longs. I think at one point they're like, hey, let me give you guys two of these, let me give you guys two of these um, foot longs. Don't you mean three? Uh, yeah, three sandwiches for little Jimmy. <laughs> Kill me. Sandwiches. And then, like, what? Like, um, 
Damien Sandow comes out and he proposes an idea, which actually sounds really good for a sandwich. And then out of nowhere, Zack Ryder comes out too, proposing a sandwich. I'm like... This is a really bad skit, <laughs> but I kind of want a sandwich now, so it's like... So literally, they actually broke me? It worked. <laughs> Fucking subliminal messaging, man. Seriously. <laughs> Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Mm. <laughs> oh, I know that leads to, I don't know how, but it leads to WWE Tag Team Championship between the champions, who I like to call the Brosefs. <laughs> team Hug It Out. <laughs> versus Kofi King. <laughs> team Hug It Out. Oh, I want to... Um, you know what? I had a good name for them, actually. I'm okay. trying to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's right, I had a good name for them. The Anger Management. I like it. Yeah. So, here we go. The WWE Tag Team Champions, the Anger Management, versus Kofi Kingston and Archers, the new Freebirds. Uh, it, it was a good match. Like I said, this yeah. is one of those where it's like Daniel Bryan and Kane. I I just don't know why it, it works, but it works so well. Here's it a, okay. a, here's a, a really strange good match about, too. Yeah, here's a strange thing about Kane. And follow me, okay? Because okay. I'm gonna take you back a little bit too. When you put Kane with most people, if not any people, as a tag team partner. Strangely enough, it works because you remember way back when Kane had tag team title with some guy named X Pac, and on paper this shouldn't have worked because uh, it's Kane, you know, dominant force in WWE, and then it's X Pac. You would think on just on the paper it's like. Well, I don't see it happening. And then, sure enough, that tag team ran for quite a while. Yeah, and then also it's him and um, it's him and the Undertaker, of course. Brothers of Destruction. Well, you know, yeah, that's come on, like that's my default. That's fucking, you know, that tag team's like badass incarnated. And then but also, like... I'm talking about. There's also another tag team that, that occurred to me with, with Kane, and it's Kane and Big Show. You would not think those two would actually work, but it actually did work for a while. Yeah, so... Which I don't know what it's about. Where basically, Big Show and Kane got, like, I think they're I think they're feuding against Carlito and Chris Masters. I think one of them locked one of them in, mm-hmm. in, the, in, like, uh, in the boiler room. And like quite literally, if you did, if you didn't, if you didn't watch it, quite literally, it sounded like they're both of them ha- are both of them are having sex. <laughs> While so, eating sandwiches. Like, and then you hear Kane like, show, show. And it's just like, oh god, this is horrible. <laughs> Oh, man, like, uh, that's 
the shit that nightmares are made out of. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Anyways, but yeah, uh, but getting back to the point, yeah, but getting back to the point that you put Kane with anyone, it works. It just does. I don't know what it is. It just works. And it shows here because not only did they retain the tag team championship, but they actually work well in terms of gimmick as well. Like, they're characteristic. Like, it just works, you know? It's just like, dude. Yeah, so it's like it's good that like like they found like that mis that new mystical team to put um to put Kane in to actually make it work. So it's like, cause you know my complaints about Kane. So it's like sometimes I'm like I'm indifferent for the most part. So it's like it's good that they're putting him that they put him in this tag team. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know I don't see this. Although I don't see this. Uh, Tag team lasting that long, I give it about man, man, five months. That's too much time. I'm giving them to like SummerSlam. <laughs> SummerSlam already passed. No, I'm giving to Survivor yeah. Series. <laughs> I'm giving them to Survivor Series at the most, because it just seems like from the very beginning, there's a lot. There, they were feuding against each other, um, beforehand. Hmm, right. But that was, the thing about it is that that was mainly a side effect of feuding with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Like, Kane just got sucked in inadvertently. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, by uh, Time Warp. I blame Doctor, you know that? Yeah. I blame Doctor and his fucking screwdriver. Indeed. Or the bro kick. We can always blame that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who needs a sonic screwdriver when you have bro kick, right? Yeah, that's why they want it banned because it's, like, it, like, it's tearing the, the time-space continual apart. Right. Alright, so we are going to step away from Time Space Continuum for a little bit to bring you this mundane match between Randy Orton and Tenzai. I literally blinked and it was over. God damn it, Matt Smith! Get the fuck out of our wrestling match! You're screwing up the whole Time Space Continuum shit here! I don't know. It really was something where it's like, like literally, it was blank, and then it, like my mind went blank. The 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 bell rang, and then it, Randy Orton was the winner. I'm like, what? <laughs> was there any big spots or anything like that that happened, or anything like anything at all? RKO happened. I remember okay, that much. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. If this was a video podcast, you should see all the expressions that are going through my mind right now. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's just move on to the next one, which is um, David Lutonga and Albert Del Rio in the back. They approach Heyman and Punk. And it seems for the moment that David Lutonga is... Representing Alberto Del Rio now. Pretty much, yeah. Which 
I don't mind, but mm-hmm. eh. like he can be in a he can be in a better place right now in terms of oh he can be doing a better he can be doing stuff by himself, but eh, that's fine. I don't know because the thing is that I think WWE is afraid that okay if we let him do his own stuff then he's gonna wind up in Nexus or something because it just wouldn't work. Not to mention SmackDown and Raw is already so cluttered as is. Oh, good point. But no, like, yeah. I think David Otunga also, like, in, in, in your defense also, he works better as, like, as, like, a supporting character. Hmm. Don't know why. Yeah, I believe that. Hmm. Alright, so... Then we see Damien Sandow is in the ring, and of course he is the saving the masses from the other people. The usual stick. You know how it is, you know. My name is Damien Sandow, and I am here to save each and every one of you, intellectually. And then... Well, basically, he's like, he's like, well, now that, now that summer break is over, now I can teach you ignorance and some new words that you might want to be using so you can save, so you can save yourself and sound a little bit smarter. And he starts running off these words, and then out of nowhere, Zack Ryder comes out and he tells him, "I got three words for you that you need to learn. Shut up now." And I'm like, short and sweet, very good. So, then we have a match. Damien Sandow versus Zack Ryder. I feel this like I've seen this, this really before, but yeah. This is a it really was a good, good match, match, but... Go on. This was a good match, but... This has happened before, hasn't it? I think I want to say it happened, happened last week on SmackDown? No, even before that, I feel like... Uh... Ah, forget it. It's like it's like way back when. But anyways, it's probably way back when. But this was a good match. But Damien Sandow ultimately won. Yeah, Damien Sandow. But you know, it's one of the things where it's like I don't mind Damien Sandow uh, winning. I think like mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's one of, at, at this point I've gotten used to Zack Ryder losing so much. It's just like that's fine if he loses at this point. Like he's he's not damaged goods. Like like um. Like Jack Swagger is Zack Ryder. At least he has all these other things he can lean back on. And he still looks strong, so like it's not gonna it's not gonna damage him. Matter of fact, you need to actually make Damian Santa look stronger at this point, which he's been looking a lot stronger lately. Hmm. Good point. So after that, we have the main event: John Cena and Sheamus versus CM Punk and Alberto Del Rio. La, 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 la. This was uh, and one. This was an establishment match, pretty much. Yeah, nothing really big happened, but it's one of those things where it's just like more shenanigans happen, and it's like we couldn't end it. Like I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's like we it should have not ended with shenanigans, but I don't mind shenanigans. Hmm. It just I don't know, like. To me, like, oh man, I, it's like, I don't know, at this point, okay, I'm hesitant 
to say anything because one, I feel like I've seen this match somewhere way back when, just like how I've seen Jamie and Sandow and Zack Ryder. It's like maybe I time traveled again. Who the hell knows? But it really didn't do much for me. I mean, it was still good, solid, but ultimately, the ultimate payoff just wasn't that good. Yeah, it's just trying to establish the fact that Chad Patton or all any referee, they're really, 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 really incompetent right about now. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So, what'd you think of this Raw? Other than, like, the main event, which I was kind of indifferent. Actually, no, I take it all back. I'm actually kind of indifferent about this show, really, period. Because, like, there's certain matches where I'm like, uh... And then, literally, that time-traveling match happened where, like, quite literally, Randy Orton and, and Tensai fought, and it was already over, like, in a blink of an eye. So, it's like, it was, I don't, I just don't know. Maybe it's because, maybe because, like, the pay-per-view was so late into the, late into the month next month that they really mm-hmm. are going to, like, play it really, 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 really long until, like, something happens, and I'm like, now that this, now that what happened with Cena happened, I'm like, oh god, we might see another show like this where it's like nothing, absolutely nothing will happen, and it's just gonna be very tepid for the most part. Ugh, I hate tepid. Like really, you and I both know that whenever it starts tepid, like. I'm having a little bit of hope because, okay, whenever it starts tepid, the next one happens to be better. I'm listening. Yeah, because, okay, so after, because this is right after the pay-per-view, so it's going to start tepid because they have to establish new feuds and what have you. And they really need to establish something new now because, well, John Cena is on surgery, so... It's going to start picking up as we get to the, you know, get to the next pay-per-view. Which is, at the time of recording, or hell, even by the time this gets up, literally it'll be a month from now. That is something right. we've never seen in a, in a WWE in quite a long time where they quite literally have a month of build. Usually it's like three weeks after is the next pay-per-view or something like that. No, we actually have a full... 20, 32, 30, 33 days at the time of recording till the next pay-per-view, which is like, I said a couple of months ago, it was like, one of the, at one point I was like, was this the longest lull between a pay-per-view? And I think that beats that record quite literally, literally by a couple more days. Cause like quite literally the last time I was like that, it was like 30 days to the dot. This is like, it, this is no, like since, um, raw, it's been at least like forty days, which you don't really hear about that often. Because nowadays, WWE just pops up pay per view like just bam, bam, bam. You know, and that's why it's like this is this is gonna be a really weird period when we, when we get to when we get to the next couple of weeks where we're like, uh, this is gonna be one of those shows again, and I think. We mentioned, we talked about John Cena's injury before, and I think this is a good timing because this gives a good, solid 
three weeks at the very, very least to establish who Punk is going to face next. So yeah, if they got if they got something planned, they better get ready with it soon. Mhm. Yeah, cause now they need someone more than ever. Mhm. And they got time to establish something, like because mm-hmm. they got four weeks literally until the next pay per view. Right. All right, so WWE, get cracking. Find someone. Indeed. If you have to bring out, as we mentioned, yeah, as we mentioned, if you have to bring out Drew McIntyre, do it. You have. You have a month. Come on. Come Make on, man. Happy. You guys can do it. Come on. Drew Mac. Drew Mac. Drew Mac. Drew Mac. Drew Mac. Drew Mac. All right, so. To us. Uh, let's, let's, uh, yeah, so let's time skip to another one. The whole, di- wholly different show. <laughs> TNA Impact Wrestling, and oh my god, not again, it's an open fight night again. No! Why? Ah! Orlando, Florida, Impact Wrestling Jones, September 20th, 2012, commentated by Tanae and Taz. Why? And quite literally, oh my god, this show starts off in the most weirdest way possible. It opens up with Hulk Hogan, and he's in the back, and like, I don't know where Shaq appears. Fuck! Time space continuum again. I'm not kidding. I'm like, Shaq. Like, like, hey, was it was it like this? You know, hey, sup? I'm Shaquille O'Neal. No, gonna be a Hall of Fame, just like you, Hogan. Kobe still sucks. Yeah, love your show. Orlando, Florida. Love you all. Right? Interject a interject a lot of Jackson dudes from Hulk Hogan. Oh shit! And that was the opening (laughs) promo. I was like, it was the most, it was like the most surreal thing I've ever seen in my life in wrestling, like in in TNA's history. I'm like, what? What does what does Shaquille O'Neal have to do with everything? And apparently. (laughs) He he hires, apparently Hogan hires Shaquille O'Neal to be the bodyguard to take care of the whole place from Aces and Eights, and I'm like, no, go on, go on. What was Shaquille O'Neal's point point guard average? If if I'm not like you know. Just to refresh my memory here, like I, I know it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty. I know it's up there, but it's like I don't think you like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, what, what do you mean? Like, just like, enlighten was, me. Anyways, like, what, what are you trying what to was ask? Average on D. Like, was he pretty good on D? Yeah, I mean, you're pretty tall, and 
Yeah, for the tough. most part, actually, though, like he was. Yeah, yeah, but just the thing, though, for the most part, he was used as an offensive. You know. Yeah, so, that's why it's like you know. I, like he was so, I don't. Yeah. I don't really see him as a kind of guy that would stand there as a like. I don't see him like. I don't see him like trying to run after a couple of guys, a couple of biker guys on foot. That's all I gotta say right now. Well, look, as long as you don't ask him to do free throw, you'll be okay. And that's how they got through the arena. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, oh, oh, look at, look at these bikers. Uh, they, they just, they're going through me. Hold on, let me knock one of them out by free throw. Hold on, and it just misses him by like. 20 meters to the right, it's like, oh, I never really was good at it anyway. Oh, well. Oh, and they're still the best. Kobe still sucks. I know. (laughs) Worst. (laughs) Worst guard ever. Anyways, getting back to the show. Go on. Yeah, really, who the hell takes down that? Who the hell takes down the biker gang with a basketball? But anyways, go on. Anyways, so... So it opens up, and it opens up with the phenomenal AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle versus Hernandez and Chavo Guerrero Jr. And so I guess the reason why I felt that it was 10% above average was because it ended in a no contest. Because Kazarian and Daniels appeared, and they crashed, and they pretty much went to a no contest. And then this prompted Hogan to come out, and Hogan was like, you know what? It's going to be a three-way, brother. And I'm like... I wouldn't not mind, but we knew it was going to be a three-way right from the start because it all seemed to, the stars have aligned themselves perfectly for them to go for a three-way. So I'm like, you could just set out from the very beginning and stop all this bullshit. I don't know. <sighs> this so, is TNA. You're asking a little bit too much there. Good point. So after that, we cut to the back, and they were and they're talking to Al Snow. Al Snow is asked about the whole issue with with Joy Ryan, and Joy Ryan's like, you know, why, you know, I may have handled myself kind of like irrationally, but you know, he's been attacking me when I'm the actually the one who gave him the pass, this and that, and blah blah blah. So that's fine. So. But then once again out in the back again and Hulk Hogan's on the phone with Joseph Parks and he's like and Joseph Park is basically Joseph Park basically says to Hogan that I may found out the guy who's in, who's in charge of Aces and Eights and that he's going to the arena to get the information. And then oh my god, this is this is this guy. This guy. So they have a spotlight on this gut check guy. Mark, Mark, Evan Markinopoulos. And the guy is like barely 18. Like, I'm like, wow, this guy. Like, can we just cut all this bullshit and just get to the point where we where they bring in um, Joey Ryan, please? Oh, man, I thought you were just like flabbergasting, but like his name, okay, Evan Markopoulos. Exactly, I'm like, Marco Polo? He was just better off using that name, like Evan Marco Polo. You know, yeah, that that's a marketable, that's a marketable name right there. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, everyone will be chanting like, EMP, EMP. <laughs> so after but, that, go on. Um, it was a, they had a segment, but the segment, I don't know, it just, something about the segment just didn't work. Like, quite literally, I think someone messed up on the audio. I just didn't understand what the whole purpose of the fucking segment was from the start. I'm like, what? Basically, it has to- it's Bruce Prichter and Dixie Carter in the back. And then, for some odd reason, like, the audio cuts off. And we I just don't get what the whole purpose of this whole thing was to start with. I am not kidding you. Stan what is Stan hell? is literally I mean... <laughs> Stan is just as flabbergasted as I am about this whole entire uh, about that segment as I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like the time that what's his face like, you know, Ivan McIntoshi Polio Shishu guy was on TV. Oh wait, that just happened, didn't it? Yeah. So Evan Marco yeah. Polo is in the ring, and he is, and he is, uh, he's set to fight Douglas Williams, and um, yeah, Douglas Williams murders the little man. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Is it just me, or is like? Anytime they put anybody on gut check, even if it's someone like Gunner, which I'm like, who the fuck is Gunner? It's like no contest. This guy, the 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 start, the TNA starts gonna like run circles around you. You know what? Yeah, I believe it. Cause it's like, uh, and literally, and literally, that's what's been happening, you know. And you ask yourself. Uh, what the hell is the point of a gut check if all you're gonna do is get these new guys just get destroyed by anyone and everyone? Like, I guarantee you, like, Eric Young on his worst day would destroy these schmucks. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring out Eric Young at one point in his chonies and just beat him all up. And I'm like, he's like, even that is more credible than, than most of the opponents they're putting him against. I'm like, uh. ridiculous is what it is indeed so out comes out James mm-hmm. Storm and James Storm wants to challenge uh, Bobby Roode and you know he's talking shit okay. about, about him about what happened at the last pay-per-view and he's not coming out and then Bobby Roode comes out and Bobby Roode's like you know fuck you you know fuck you fuck you fuck you I'm better than you fuck you and leaves and then Hogan confronts him in the back. He's like, "You know what, there, dude? You shouldn't be saying that there, Jack. Because if you if he, if you've been challenged, you gotta take the challenge. If you don't take the challenge, then you're you're fired." And he's like, "And then Hogan tells you, you got three minutes to make that decision. If you want to be fired, or you want to, or you have, or you have to fight him. And in three minutes, because that's a matter of a commercial, we come back from the commercial, and there and out comes out Bobby Roode." And they just brawl. <laughs> it was like they're like just fighting. They were just on top of each other, just trying to like murder each other for the most part. I'm like, this is interesting. For like, I know I'm making it sound not interesting, but it is actually quite interesting. 
I don't know why. It's just I'm. I liked it. I, I. It's one of those shoes where I'm not supposed to really be liking it, but I am really liking it. Not making any sense whatsoever. None. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, because like, uh, it's just like these two guys. I I like both of them, but the way that they're setting everything up, they're it's like if they're setting me up to be pissed off at everything, but they're not. Like I I can watch these two brawl, and I would not give a fuck because they're two. They bring brawl really good. So I was like, eh, this is actually a really good segment, in my opinion. Hmm. Interesting. So basically, after that, Hogan is in the back trying to look for Joseph Parks, but then they tell, but then Isaze tells Hogan that, by the way, we just captured Joseph Parks, so bye. Dun dun dun. So in the back again. We were cut. We cut to Austin Aries, who's talking to Jeff Hardy. They're like yada yada yada, this and that, blah blah blah. I want your belt. You're not gonna have my belt. You know, fuck you. I'm gonna make that. And then, fuck you, Jeff Hardy says, because I'm gonna use that to make bath salts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, so then we cut back to the ring. And last week, it was established mm-hmm. that Tara has had. Went through a heel turn. She attacked her BFF, uh, Miss Tessmacher, Tessie, if you will. Okay. And she's Tessie. like, you know what? Okay. So she comes out and she's like, you know what? I'm pissed off this and that, that, you know, this and that, blah, 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 that, you know, I'm better than Miss Tessmacher, this and that. So for no reason, I'm going to challenge, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge Chrissy Hemi. And I'm like. And somewhere out there, Shaq is like, yeah, go tell him, girl. Yeah. Yeah, and basically, it was the weirdest segment. Basically, Tara was, like, trying to, trying to tell Chrissy Hemi to tell that she's better than Miss Tessmarker. And I'm like, it makes no sense. And somewhere out, yeah, and you know what? Somewhere out there, Logic is crying. Like, just out of this pure confusion. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> So after that, we cut back. We cut to back. Cut to the back. Tara's in the back. She she's already got. She's already done, done talking. And then Brooke confronts her. He's like, "By the way, because you're a bitch, you're gonna face consequences next week." So yeah, I'm like, you know, you could have, you know, established something where she can face the consequences later on in the evening. Maybe that's a new novel idea. Come on. You're talking to Brooke Hogan, dude. Novel idea doesn't apply here. Good point. Good point. So we cut. So we cut to yeah. Aces and Aces secret fortress of secret lair. I don't know where. Maybe it's in the, the maybe it's in the soundstage adjacent from the from the impact from the impact zone. For all you know, it, it, for all you know, it could be where it could be where the old Nickelodeon studios is. Oh, 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 do they mean, does that mean that one of those Asian and Ace guys just gets slimed every time they come up with some kind of stupid-ass idea, which is most of the time? If that's if that was the case, everybody would be slimed. 
Yay! Slime for everyone! You get a slime! You get a slime! Everyone gets a slime! But anyways, so basically, the, like, he was about to show the evidence to... He has the evidence of, like, everyone who was involved with Aces and Eights, with Joseph Park. And then they destroy the ham... They, they destroy the computer with a hammer. And then they knock out... Um, they they knock out Joseph Parks with a hammer, and I'm like, oh, I know where this one's leading. I know where all this is leading to now. Okay. Of this, I don't know. Of this it, it gives me the impression like, me. oh, I know perfectly what this is gonna happen. Ugh. Oh boy. You want me to say it, or all you, right. you want well... to guess it? No, say it out loud. No. Basically, they're gonna piss off. They're gonna they're gonna piss off Joseph Parks enough that they're gonna unleash um abyss. Oh right, yeah. Which is why I just said like thirty seconds ago, abyss is coming back, isn't he? Oh okay. Well, I didn't say it louder. Damn it. Okay, abyss is coming back, everything. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, Abyss, it's like, oh, God, you, you, they're really, they're really doing that just to, like, get him out, and I'm like, ah, okay, fine. At least Abyss will be back, and that'll be awesome. <laughs> I may have my complaints, but using him to that extent, I don't mind. So, since they, since Devon left the company already, they announced that next week, they're going to crown a new t television champion. And I'm like, you know, here's a crazy idea. On a night where all the champions have to fight, why don't you, no, I don't know, crown a champion on that show? Novel idea, isn't it, huh? Let me remind you, I don't, let me remind you where you are. You're in Orlando, Florida. Impact Zone. You are... Talking about Hulk and Brooke Hogan. Two people where novel idea to them means the quite polar opposite of it. And you would think, after watching all these impacts, the bad, the decent, the good, and the most of all, the very worst of them all, you would think that novel idea just, novel idea just doesn't apply in this area. This is an area where it is separated from the reality, the logics, and the entirety of it is nothing but a clusterfuck after another. Anything uh, else I should add? Uh, no, you're right. I, I'm asking too much from TNA Impact, aren't I? Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, so no we problem. have our main event. Austin Aries calls out Bully Ray. And Bully Ray is like, you know, fuck you. I'm fat. I'm better than you. So fuck you, you little man. And they fight. And it was, no, it was pretty good. Um, Bully Ray got the win because um, he knocked out the ref. And then he used his chain and knocked out Austin Aries. And Austin Aries is down. Bully Ray gets a pin. 
and I'll make and out um out comes out Jeff Hardy to make the save and then Austin Aries is like, you know what? Uh fuck you. And I'm like Okay, cool. They're making him a, they're making him a heel. Sweet. And we fade to black and that's it. I just want to say that maybe I should probably rename this segment, this TNA Impact segment only. Like, TNA, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you too. Because I counted roughly about 19 fuck yous. Because I really, like, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just paraphrasing what they're, what all of them are saying. But, like, like, you know how they all, like, they're just trying to stretch out the time just so they can, just so they can get to the point. And basically, all I can get from the point was, fuck you. I'm like, Okay, you could have just said something to that extent and killed. You could have a lot more matches, but you know what? No complaints. Yeah, because yeah, because look at it. I'm looking at this. Okay, I'm looking at four matches, and in four fucking two matches? hours. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm counting them. Yeah, oh legitimately, my God. it's like four fucking matches. Oh God. <laughs> Take your time. Let it sink. Keep going, though. Let me... As I, like... Oh, my God. I wish I... I want to drink now. And I don't drink. (laughs) Okay, well, here's a noble, novel yet stupid idea. How about we change... At this point, I think, you know, it's safe to say we probably should change a TNA Impact intro theme song from whatever fuck they have to CeeLo Green's Fuck You, I think, because that fits... Good right about now. Yeah, because it's like... It's like... You know how there's so many impacts where I'm really down on it? And then we have mm-hmm. impacts where I'm like... I think they're really trying to find new ways to piss the viewer off. I think this is uh-huh. one of those... I think it's one of the latter ones. Yeah, because... Okay, two hours, you only have four matches. Yeah, that sounds like fuck you to me. <sighs> oh my god, this, the, 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 this fucking yeah. show, man, seriously. Yeah, They're this doing fucking new, show. new ways to piss me off, but oh well. I know, how about that, huh? Ah, well, as long as, as long as we get, as long as they don't have shows like they had, like, the last time where basically, like, quite literally, like, it found a way to, like, melt my brain... Well, you know what? Maybe next week they just might do that. Really, like TNA, it's it has become unpredictable because next week it could either be really great or it could be worse than what we had today. And I think, I think towards we go to Band for Glory, they're gonna do a lot more. But and normally, like when you look at other promotions like WWE or uh, let's say for the sake of argument, Ring of Honor for that matter, as farther the more closer you get to the pay per view, uh, most of the time the shows get better. You know, maybe right night before the pay per view, like it's a average because you know it's a go home show. That that's a usual trend. TNA is. In that 
category of they don't even know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to pacing is that they could have the entire math, the entire shows up to the night before the pay-per-view. All shitty, psychotically insane, and just incomprehensible. Night before the show could be, night before the pay-per-view, I should say, that show could be just so great because, like, reasons. Don't, don't ever expect me to explain how this works. I don't know. Really? No. I cannot explain the logic behind TNA, but it just, sometimes it just happens like that. You know, it is so fucking random. I could only deduce so much. I agree. Oh, man. Ugh. But yeah, so let's just leave it at that. This fucking show, you know? Oh, yeah. Fuck this show. Fuck you! Woo woo woo! <laughs> Alright. So now then, let's move on to the next one. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, of course, tonight's main event will see Sheamus and Randy Orton takes on Alberto Del Rio and Dolph Ziggler. I've seen this before, haven't I? I was going to say, isn't this a repeat of last week's? Um, alright. Which one of you motherfucker got on TARDIS? I think, uh, let, 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 let's, play, let's play Clue here. Was it Sheamus? Inside a TARDIS... With a bro kick. <laughs> Did I get it right? He broke it. <laughs> he broke it. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 He broke kick the doctor. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Horrible. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh. Oh. Uh, Hoobians are not pleased at all. Hmm. Uh, Alright, so then we get to the ring and Lillian Garcia is there and he introduces the WWE Hall of Famer Edge. This was... This, this... Oh my god, this so much. This was amazing. Then again, too, it's like... I've... I don't know why. Edge has this amazing, like, I keep forgetting how good he is on the mic. I really do. Oh, un- unbelievably, yes. So, I'm like, I, 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 when he came out, and he started talking about, like, about everything about with Daniel Bryan and Kane, I'm like, I can listen to you, I can listen to you read the goddamn phone book and make riffs about it, and I'll still, like, get it up. You know what? I have one word for you. Fifty Shades of Grey. I can... You know what? Fifty Shades of Grey as read by Adam Edge Copeland? I'm there. 
That'd be hilarious. Like, I would fucking watch that. Maybe him, maybe him and Crystal Walken can team up and create an epic. Indeed. So yeah. So yeah, it, it, he he was talking. He was talking about the tag teams. He was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is happening here?" <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You like and uh, <laughs> go on. And yeah, he was asking like you know. Like, can someone explain how the Devil's Favorite Demon and Gold Boy became BFFs, and how did they become tag team champions? It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then, of course, the Gold Face comes out. Gold Face comes out, and he's like, you know, yes, no, maybe. <laughs> so call me? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, he was pretty much saying, like, you know, they didn't become tag team champions. He is the tag team champion. And the, yeah, the other, oh, man, the entire <laughs> arena was just going crazy at that point. <laughs> you and I know this, man. Like, they were just, man. Oh. So, yeah, th- th- this, this all is just happening. And then, yeah. like, I think that I think the, the magic word of the day is "I'm the tag team champion," and this prompted um, Kane to come out. And they're huh? like, "I'm the tag team and... champion! I'm the tag team champion!" No, no. Before that, it, it, like, I was like, "You know what the fuck is wrong with you, dude?" And then he's like, "No, there's nothing wrong with me. No, no." And then they have this back and forth between <laughs> there's this back and forth, like yes and no, between Edge and Daniel Bryan. And then, like, at one point, he's like. He's like, yes, no, no, and he just doesn't say anything. He's like, wow, I can see why you guys have, we really enjoy this. It's actually fun. <laughs> and here comes the hilarious part. It's just that Kane talking about relaxation exercise, and I'm just like, wow. And Ed's part of all these memories, like how, you know. Ed stole Kane's wife, and then Kane broke up the wedding, tombstone, and then pizza in Ed's face, and Kane's just like, he remembers it all, and he's going to rectify the situation right now, and Ed's like, you're about to go on a fight, but then Kane extends his arm for a hug. I'm just like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, oh, it gets better. Kane and Ed actually hugs it out. I like it because it, it just cuts to this, it just cuts to the greatest face ever on Daniel Bryan. He just gives him this look. He just gives me just gives him this look of like not sure if hug it out. Yeah, and then Edge extends his arm for a good puck. It's just like oh my god, this is just. Man, this is a, this is a part where I, I quite literally I lost it at that point. <laughs> and then Damien, Damien Sandow came out, and I then then I really lost my shit. Because <laughs> it's like literally, it's like it just like I said, it's it's all about the expression on Daniel Bryan's face that they cut to, and it's, it's just like this look of like uh, it's just no way to describe it. I really, I really don't know how to describe that look. 
Oh, oh man. It's... <laughs> oh, God. I don't even. <laughs> go, on. go on without me. Go on without me. <laughs> okay, so. So basically, after that, um. Um, that Damien's hand is like this and that, blah blah blah. You're an ignoramus, and then, and then Edge is like, you know what? Um, yeah, screw you too, buddy. Why don't you fight one of these guys? And then he's like, and then Damien Sandow's like, you know what? Fine, I'll fight one of these guys. And it's Kane and Damien Sandow, and Damien Sandow got the win. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, because of the shenanigan, and by shenanigan I mean Kane and Daniel Bryan just arguing like a married couple. I just had this. Im- I'm sorry. I had this image now with him in couples therapy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like. I'm the tag team champion. No, I'm the tag team champion. Sign the prenup, member. Tag team champion, man. And then, like, they have Layla and Michelle McCool right there. Like, I thought we had problems. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh. It was, a, it was an okay. okay match. It was Kane and Dave. It, it's it's a Kane match, so it's like, yeah, it's Kane. So, and then, well, like I said, Daniel Sandel's been on a roll, so it's like you gotta keep him strong. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, this is this happened to establish the problem between Daniel Bryan and Kane as a tag team, you know? Their dysfunctionality, have you. Indeed, so it's like, hmm. I, I, like it, it, at least they didn't lose in, like, a bullshit matter like, like every other Zack Ryder match. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, and then... Uh, after that match, um, Kane is destroying backstage. Like, just he's just looking for Daniel Bryan, and sure, you know why not? Yeah. And Kane bumps into Doctor Shelby, and he tells him to calm down. And out of like, and then back and forth, and out of nowhere, Daniel Bryan's like, you know, I don't have a girl face. Kane says, "Do to and it's like, oh my god, they're going into the elementary school gimmick. Oh man. Oh, oh, I thought they were gonna, oh, I thought they were going to go on forever. It's like, no, I don't. Do 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 not do 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 not do do. Holy shit, this is the elementary school all over again. Oh lord. <laughs> it's like all we needed now was fucking Pee Wee Herman to come out, which would have actually saved the segment. But those two are too awesome not to be that they can be they can carry it on their own. Yeah. Oh man, I think the magic word of the day would have been Ghostface. <laughs> yeah, that was my horrible Pee Wee Herman joke and Pee Wee Herman impersonation, and I apologize greatly to Paul Rubin. Yeah, you're, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're I I apologize to Paul Rubin. Anyways, <laughs> elsewhere, Alberto Del Rio was looking for Booker T. Uh, looking, uh, yeah, he was actually. Looking at Booker T's book, and he's calling Booker T a coward, and then blah, yeah, blah, and blah, yeah. Yeah, well, basically, and, you're a bro kick, you know, fuck your bro kick, you know, and then then Bill Tilly is like, fuck, you, you know, your arm breaker, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, pretty much, 
in a nutshell, bro kick is dangerous, but it is legal, says the shucky ducky governing commissioner. They say it's alright, but you, the, I don't know. There's a, there's a black hole outside my outside my house. Well, we always knew this would happen. Indeed. Sometimes. Yeah. So. All right. So, so the next match is Layla versus Natalia. This is a week where I'm like, what is wrong with the Divas? What is up with the Divas matches lately? It's like, yeah, something about this match didn't rub me the wrong way. I, I think the problem, to me, the problem is that there's potential, but because they always want to make this match short, they just don't fulfill that potential. Yeah, I'm not, that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying it. it's like maybe they could have done got along a lot better, but I'm like, Ugh. yeah. So that happened, and one yeah. Uh, yeah, the next match of course is Alberto Del Rio and Dolph Ziggler versus Randy Orton and Sheamus. Fella, fella. And. It's the same thing from fucking last week, I swear to god. Yeah, I know. And it's like, oh, we gotta keep the baby faces strong this time, so we gotta have, so we gotta get the baby faces get the win on this one, so it's like, the baby faces yeah. win. Yeah, Randy Orton and Sheamus wins by bro kick. Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, bro kick. Hey! Hey! Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, yeah. So, okay, so next match Daniel Bryan will take on Cody Rhodes. Yeah, they fought. They fought, and Kane makes a shenanigan again. Like, really? Married couple? Come on! Seriously? Layla <laughs> and Layla and Michelle McCool did not have these problems when they were lay cool. For God's sakes! Like, and they broke they, they broke uh, the woman's title. Oh man, like uh, as much as I complain about how juvenile this back and forth shenanigan is, like this is what makes those two interesting. Yeah, like, uh, that's why it's like I'm yeah. not like I'm not uh I'm not mad about it. It's just like when we stop and think about it, like that's kind of. Uh, what? No, but as much as we say what, huh, who, at Kane and Daniel Bryan, these two work. Like, it's comedic, it's funny, it's, oh man, like, it's entertaining. That's what's best about it, is that it's entertaining. And as much as Kofi Kingston and R-Truth were a coherent team and... Trust me, they were really coherent. Like I think when it comes to like coordination, they were the they were, they were really damn good. But when it comes to having a personality and having that uh, the entertainment value, man, these two are just on top. I love it. 
I think that's why we, we, we don't mind it as much because I, they have they have personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the damnedest thing. After the match, like Daniel Bryan and Kane, yeah, they're bickering and then out of nowhere Damon Sand on Cody Rhodes, they're looking at him and they're gonna have another match. Well, and, they, they've been a tag team for off and on for a while, so it's like, hey. Oh, they were saying that Cody Rhodes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, next match is Brothers Clay versus Heath. What the fuck? Wait, 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 wait. There's a difference. There's something different about this match, though. So, apparently, apparently the match starts, and apparently. Um, it seems that Bruce Clay has a match, but then out of nowhere, Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre decided to assist Heat Slater. Uh, okay. Let me guess. They formed the Legion of Jobbers? Job Squad 3.0. <laughs> it's only logical. That's the only logical thing. It's just like... Okay, that was like the like the two most un- like those like the most three most unlikeliest people to put in a in like a team, but they did, and I'm like, right. Okay. So what are they gonna call themselves? Job Squad 2.0. I guess. But hey, anything with Drew Mac, I'm there. <laughs> okay. I knew you were going to say that. Shut up. You, you understand my Oh, come on, man. Like, yeah, I know. Yes. All right. So, anyways, after that shenanigan, we have Santino Marella versus Antonio Cesaro with Aksa. Okay, honestly, you know what? Seriously, this is like fucking time-space continuum. Really? How many times have I said time-space continuum? That's how bad this timing is. So... Apparently, the whole issue is that um, Santino Marilla gets the win, but he also gets Oksana in the process as well. And Antonio Cesaro is trying to call her back in five different languages, and she storms off. And I'm like, okay. Huh, okay, so Santino actually wins, okay. Yeah, and he and apparently he gets Oksana, and I'm like, okay. Um, that's sudden. Very sudden. I'm like, where you feel like? Mm. Uh, yeah. Right now, I'm like the biggest fear right now is like, oh my god, I think I know where this is leading to, but no, goddamn no. Let me guess, Santino Morella and Oksana. No, 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 it's the Cobra and. <laughs> Oksana. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I gotta say, like, we're at the, we're in the age, we're in the age where we have a frog dating a pig successfully I might add so 
Cobra and Axana, yeah, sure, what the hell? You yeah. know, at this point, I'll, I'll buy it. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't me give too. A... <laughs> fuck it. I don't give a flying fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. I just don't give two shits about anything at this point. Like, anything with the... I immediately tune out when I hear the word Santino. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it all. Indeed. All right. So we get to the last match where we have every tag team in the division surrounding the ring. And we only have three teams. Wow. <laughs> All right, so ow. let's get to it. Yeah, ow. <laughs> okay, let's get to it. Lumberjack match, if you can even call it that. Damien Sandow and Cody Rhodes. Team Intelligence versus Team Anger Management. Yeah, this this was like a better match. But then it gets like I already seen these four guys fight some way somehow through the rest of the night. It's good that at least at least it ended with at least it was like you know shenanigans made sense. So it's like eh, I don't mind that there's the shenanigans that are that high, but eh, that's fine. Yeah, and then of course more shenanigans happen. With a lot of chair shots. Indeed. Yeah. And they, uh, Team Anger Management just destroys the tag team division. <laughs> oh, yeah, <yay>. yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and here's the damnedest thing it's like, Kane picks up the belt and just gives it to Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. And they raise it over the head. Like nothing fucking happened. They say that now. Yeah, they say that now, but. Indeed. Yeah. So, what did you think of SmackDown? Let me put it this way like, this is. Instead of just calling it SmackDown, this should just be called like Kane and Daniel Bryan show because those guys really carry this show. When you look at the rest of the match, the rest of the storyline, whatever you like, Layla versus Natalia and Eve, like whatever that happened, like Del Rio, Ziggler, Orton, Sheamus, that happened last week, and. Fucking protocol and Heath Slater that we just fucking talked about this. And only difference is that we have a job squad 2.0 that's really. And Santino Merrill and Tony Cesaro, yeah. All the matches I just mentioned right now, they just seem so irrelevant compared to what's going on between Daniel Bryan and Kane. Like, those guys were the entertaining aspect of this show. So, it's. Pretty solid just because of those two guys. If it wasn't for those two, man, this SmackDown would have been in shit gutter. Yeah, it's it's one of the things where like, they're on a lull right now. Same with with um, Raw. Yeah. Where it's just like, well, we got we got a few weeks ahead of us, so we might as well have a really slow burn for everything. Man, yeah, so so it's going to be going on for 
a bit while, I guess. Like, because of... Like, I'm going to say SmackDown, they're probably going to hurt a lot more just because um, a lot of the focus is going to be on Daniel Bryan and Kane, so that takes away a lot from the other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But for now, it is what it is. Just on the bright side, will Tag Team Division did, did something? They're establishing it. It's working. I'm not complaining. I actually do enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So, I'm okay. I'm just saying that this SmackDown was just solid at most. Yeah. Yes. Man. I, I agree. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Like, I'm a little bit afraid, though, because I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, what if, uh, what if they continue to strand? Like, they just kind of lay low until two weeks from now, you know? Like, the midpoint between now and the pay-per-view. That's when it starts to pick up. Yeah, it's most likely what's gonna end up happening. So it's like, uh, so it's like, but, but before that, the damage will be already be done by then. So it's like, uh, probably, yeah. All right, then. So shall we go on to our last show of the of the night of the day? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <clears throat> WWE Saturday morning slam, 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 slam. And Saturday morning spotlight for today is Miss. Is that really the Miss? That's actually more of the Intercontinental title. So it's like, hey, that's actually kind of a good. That's actually kind of a good spotlight because, well, I don't know. It's like you need something like that to establish, like, hey, this bell has some like legitimacy. Right. So they talked about their Fay Five Intercontinental Championship champions and. And over in their order was the first one was Pat Patterson, um, Chris Jericho, of course, um, mm-hmm. the Ultimate Warrior, the Honky Talk Man, and of course the Macho 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 Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah. Okay, me personally speaking, I would switch Macho Man Randy Savage with Chris Jericho. Really? And then Chris Chris Jericho swap with Ultimate Warrior. So it would be like Patterson, Savage, Jericho, Honky Tonk, and then Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, it's yeah, but you know, I I guess I'm trying to establish the fact that Macho Man Randy Savage is a big deal, so here it is. So it's like, eh, that's not that bad. And again, I'm I'm sure it depends on person to person. Like somebody, go on. Uh, I'm gonna say I was gonna say. <clears throat> I guess it depends on. Person to person, like they would have different opinion about this. Like if if somebody's a gigantic Ultimate Warrior fanboy, they would put Ultimate Warrior below Pat Patterson. Because let's face it, nobody passes Pat Patterson. No one. No. No. All right. So after that, we have pop quiz time, and this is a question from. Is it funny? Oh, go on. You say you say it first. Okay, pop quiz, and this time we get a question from this guy named CM Punk. You know, best in the world. Oh, his name's Pop French. quiz. 
Lithium Punk. Like, no. Baku is, Randy Savage wasn't only an exemplary Intercontinental Champion, he was also a fantastic WWE Champion. Who did Randy Savage beat at WrestleMania 4 to win his first WWE Championship? A. Hulk Hogan B. Andre the Giant C. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase And here's the thing I, I realized that CM Punk actually presented his like some sort of um, respect to it. Like, you know, it looks like he was totally into it because like the rest of the other people I've seen him do this, they're like, Hi, how are you doing? Now CM Punk's like, hey, what's up, what's up, guys? I'm CM Punk. Let me ask, let me tell you something. I love Randy Savage. Let me tell you guys. So let me, I got a question for all of you guys. So I'm like, huh? He's not talking down to us or anything like that. Cool. I, I love that. Yeah. Like it, it's, it looks like he like he's having fun with it. Not only that, it's like we all know his love for Randy Savage. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. So the, so the answer is. Well, the answer is the answer is obviously for if you're old enough to remember this, it was a million dollar man, Randy um, Ted DiBiase. Who won. <laughs> that was million dollar man, Randy DiBiase. <laughs> 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 so, so no, this was at WrestleMania four. I remember this very vividly. It was. Um, it actually ended with um Hulk Hogan actually actually with shenanigans with Hulk Hogan because like what ended up happening was it was he was in a losing match, and he fought like all throughout the tournament and then I think Teddy B also got the buys to to go, get to it so it's like he didn't even have to fight anyway so he was still very fresh, so like Miss Elizabeth got called out of Hulk Hogan to to save um to save Macho Man, and that was the beginning of the Mega Powers. We all know where that one led to WrestleMania Five. Mm-hmm. Alright, this has been... Shit! This has... <laughs> this has been a historic moment brought to you by Ramses Rivera. Of course. I still remember all that like really well. I, I, I should be... I should um, fudge that up at some point, but I didn't. I still remember that really well. <laughs> hey, good on you. You know, Indeed. really. Mm -hmm. To still remember that. So we huh? get to the match. We get to the match, which is William Regal versus Zack Ryder. This was awesome. Yeah, like I said, like it's a much more slower pace, a lot more chain wrestling involved. I'm pretty sure this is much more a welcome pace for William Regal, and I'm pretty sure this is like also a welcome pace too for Zack Ryder. So it was pretty good. Went out for a commercial break. It was pretty good. A lot of there's a lot of arm bars all around. So there you go. And the winner, of course, is via Rough Rider, Zack Ryder. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, so before we close to the show, the Miz apparently gave us five tips on how to be awesome. So let's see. Let me run them down. Number one, dress the part. Two, walk the part. Three, listen to naysayers. Prove them wrong. Four, be loud, be heard, and five, be awesome. And six, don't listen to don't listen to the Miz. <laughs> oh man, I, I think three out of those five could be applicable. I'm just gonna say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
But nah, it's fine. I don't want to be missed. You know, I'm just content being myself. Indeed, you you continue to be as awesome as Stan. I'll be continue to be awesome as Ramses, and the Miz will continue not to be awesome as the Miz. Yeah, and I'm sure somewhere out there, Miz fans are just gonna, "How dare you, sir!" Oh God, those exist, by the way. I know, I know. That's the scary I remember. Part. Oh man, yeah, I remember. Uh, fucking, what was it like two years ago at Anime Expo? Like I was at on the, I was just running around the booth, right, just roaming around and then trying to fight the, find the deal. And one the booth, um, guy who was helping out, he had a Miss shirt on. I'm just like, oh, you're a Miss fan? Oh. indeed. Man, I know. Good times. Good time. So yeah, that's. Yeah, that's Saturday night slam. Uh, Saturday night, yeah, night time. No, Saturday morning slam. Yeah, that's a. It was an interesting show. Like I said, it's like, it's more like you know, I don't know. Like they can do without the match and just give more information to kids. That way, it can establish a lot of things to the kids. Like this is why this is why blank is important. But no, I think. As you said, this is a different type of match. It's more slow paced. It's more technical match. So, I welcome it. You know, for one. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's it for every goddamn show this week. My God. I know. Holy hell. I look, we're missing something, but we're not. Um, are we? No, we're not. Yeah, we're not. Alright, I mean, because let's face it, if we were to cover next Superstar in Ring of Honor and Sinclair, then we'd be here forever and a fuck half. Yeah, right now, like, I don't watch those shows. Yeah. So, we will just end it right here. Rams, close the shop. Alright, then. You can find us at www.plasticjoint.com. Again, the address is www.plasticjoint.com. Dot com. So for me, I am Ramses. And I'm staying saying, remember, sandwiches. Fans, we talk so much about what a night this was, a history-making night. It's the biggest crowd ever to see a televised wrestling event on cable TV, and you're a part of it.